Well, good morning, church. I'm Karen Fluharty. Hello to everybody online. And it is my honor to be giving the message today. As a member of the Lillian Faith Circle, I wasn't very good at passing out stuff, so this is my defaulted job. Today's topic, um, I picked several weeks ago, and I'm like, well, you know, in today's world, as mothers, what, what can we really bring to the table other than food or drink or cake or something? And I'm like, you know, prayer. And so it came to me, though, to title my sermon, Mothers as Prayer Warriors, Upholding Families Through Intercession. And in today's scripture, the she that is referred to is Hannah. So I'll give you a little backstory on her in a little bit. So mothers as prayer warriors upholding families through intercession. Today I'd like to highlight the crucial role of prayer in the lives of mothers. This Mother's Day sermon emphasizes the power of intercession and its impact to the family by examining a few biblical examples of mothers who prayed fervently for their children and families, I hope to inspire you to appreciate the prayer and prayerful dedication of mothers in their lives and encourage mothers to continue to be prayer warriors. Intercession or intercessory prayer is an act of praying to a deity on behalf of or asking a saint to, praying to a saint on behalf of ourself or for others. Little backstory, Hannah was the mother of the prophet Samuel, who scripture we read today. Hannah was childless as one of the two wives of Elkaniah. She prayed for a son, promising to dedicate him to God. Her prayers were answered, and she brought forth Samuel. In gratitude, Hannah dedicated him to the service of the chief sanctuary at Shiloh in the charge of the priest Eli. In the Talmud, she is named as one of the seven prophetesses, and her prayer is in the Rosh Hashanah, Jewish New Year, first day service, exemplifying the successful petitions to God. Bringing the child to Shiloh was important because it was a Canaanite town that became the central sanctuary site of the Israeli Confederacy during the period of the judges, the 12th and 11th century. So in addition to praying that when she has this child, she's going to dedicate it to God, there's also in 2 Samuel a prayer called Hannah's Prayer of Praise. And I'm not going to read the whole thing, but I do want to read the first few lines. My heart rejoices to the Lord. My Lord has made me strong. Now I have an answer for my enemies. I rejoice because you rescued me. No one is holy like the Lord. There is no one besides you. There is no rock like our God. After she prays, Eli blesses her and her husband, and they go home, leaving Samuel to grow up with Eli. Samuel served the Lord. He wore linen garments like that of a priest. Each year, Hannah, when they would make their pilgrimage for the sacrifice, would make a small coat for him and brought it to him when they came to the feast. Before they returned home on one trip, Eli 
would bless Elkanah and his wife and say, may the Lord give you another child to take the place of the one that you gave up to the Lord. And the Lord blessed Hannah and she conceived and gave birth to three sons and two daughters. Meanwhile, Samuel grew up in the presence of the Lord. Eventually, Samuel became the chief priest and was instrumental in establishing a king for the Israelites. First, he was instrumental in bringing together the group to have Saul king and then eventually David. Some people wanted Samuel to be king, but he's like, no, that's not my purpose. My purpose is to rally, to be an influencer, to be a coordinator. And so he did that to make King Saul and bring some order to this crazy time that the Israelites were having. So Hannah's example shows self-sacrifice and true love of the Lord. Without question, she was obedient and her family was blessed. The second example I wanna give is Mary, the mother of Jesus. Mary's intercession on our behalf of Jesus still touches us today. We all know her story and love of the Lord and for her son was unwavering. In Luke 1, chapter, uh, verses 47 to 55, there's a prayer called the Mary's Song of Praise, and it's called the Magnificent. There you go, the Magnificent. And Mary said, my soul magnifies the Lord. My soul proclaims the greatness of the Lord. My spirit rejoices in God, my savior, for he has looked with favor on his lowly servant. From this day, all generations will call me blessed. The almighty has done great things for me and holy is his name. He has mercy on those who fear him in every generation. He has shown the strength of his arm. He has scattered the proud in their conceit. He has cast down the mighty from the thrones and has lifted up the lowly. He has filled the hungry with good things and the rich he has sent away empty. He has come to help, he has come to the help of his servant Israel, for he was reminded his promise of mercy, the promise he made to our fathers, to Abraham, and to his children forever. Glory to the Father and to the Son and to the Holy Spirit, as it was in the beginning, is now and forever shall be. Amen. Mary's intercession could not save Jesus from the cross, but she understood the importance of intercession and prayed for the kingdom of God and all his people. She also has intercession on behalf when we recite Hail Mary, full of grace. Typically, the Catholic Church has the Hail Mary, and sometimes they also have this rosary, and I'll touch upon that here too. But Hail Mary, full of grace, they're like, well, where did that come from? Why did research and found out that that came from Luke 1, verses 26 to 28, that reads, In the sixth month, the angel Gabriel was sent from God to the city of Galilee, named Nazareth, to a virgin betrothed to the man whose name was Joseph of the house of David, and the virgin's name was Mary. And he came to her and said, Hail, full of grace, the Lord is with you. Known to most as a Catholic rosary, we acknowledge Mary can be an intercession for ourselves. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed thou art among women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb. 
Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners now and at the hour of our death. Amen. The power of inter Mother's intercession. Why put forth the effort? Well, there's two main reasons that we really need to put forth efforts as mothers. One is for spiritual protection and guidance, and the other is strength and unity in the family. Brothers and sisters, we cannot raise our families alone. We cannot live the lives for them. But we can pray for spiritual protection and guidance. Lead by example. Attend worship. Join small groups. Do missions work. By your actions, you can inspire them to do the same. We need to pray for spiritual protection in today's broken world. By doing so, we will help build strength and unity in the family. I'm not sure the saying, the family that prays together stays together is always true, but I am sure that a family who prays together has a better chance of being unified and strong. To be there for one another, regardless of what life throws at them is precious. Encouraging mothers as prayer warriors, I'd like to encourage you to become a prayer warrior. I know several of you are already, and praise God, and just keep it up. I'm a prayer warrior, but again, it's a maturing process. You just don't come out and say, I'm ready, Jesus, here's my sword, let's go. Well, maybe some of you can. But if you're new to praying, that's okay. You can still pray for your children and for your family. If you're a prayer warrior, you can like crank it up a notch, you know, instead of saying, Lord, help my family. Well, how about, Lord, help my child, Karen, be better in relationships. Crank that up a notch. Give a little bit more oomph to it. God knows what your heart is saying, but sometimes God wants to hear you say the Holy Spirit will come upon you and guide your words. So if you're new to praying, that's okay. A lot of us are. It's not that difficult. Quiet your heart and just begin a conversation with God. Lift up your children and family. Short prayers are heard by the Lord just as the long ones. So don't think you have to do a 20-minute dissertation on something. If you say, Lord, help Karen today, then just lift that up and say, oh, man, all you got to do, God will hear you. Speak to the Lord from your heart. Allow the Holy Spirit to guide you in your thoughts and your words. I pray today that everyone will say intercessory prayers for their family. We have great support groups and small groups in our church community. Join one and help learn more about how to pray. Or be given an opportunity to pray. We have several opportunities, so take advantage of them. Don't imitate someone else. Heaven's sakes. I'm not Pastor Jonathan, and Pastor Jonathan is not me. Thank God. <laughs> but don't imitate someone. God wants you, and he wants to hear from your heart and your desires. Be like Hannah, dedicate your life to whatever God is asking you to do. Before I do my summary, I just want to say, this past week, 
has been hard. But Friday afternoon, there was four generations of moms together. My sister's a great, great grandmother. So there's four generations of us there. And I said, thank you, Jesus, the power of the prayer that we all did for each other silently and together throughout the four days we were there was just enlightening and just unreal. And without praying for each other and without being there for one another, we wouldn't have made it through that time. But I just thought that was worth noting that four generations of mothers were there to celebrate God and the love that Jesus has for us and our families. In summary, we all need to practice and remember God, that remember that being an intercessor on the behalf of our children and families is so important in our daily worship, not just on Sundays, but every day. Have Hannah's and Mary's unwavering devotion and love of the Lord that you're willing to sacrifice anything the Lord asks. Be a spiritual protector of your family. Don't allow Satan to devour your loved ones, especially their hearts and souls. Fortify your family's strength and unity. Be suited up with the armor of God every day. Dedicate yourself that intercessory prayer can be exhausting. But sometimes we don't see the answers to those prayers, yet we need to believe that they will be answered. We need to have patience, supporting and inspiring your spiritual journey through intercessory prayer, prayer is very powerful. It brings peace knowing that you have done all you can do. And you know what? That's okay because most importantly, allow God to be God because he's pretty good at that. And all God's people said, amen.